Thanks for tuning in to the Flip King CEO, flipping your business, flipping your life. Whether you're a beginner or seasoned entrepreneur, we are looking to help you grow your business and better your life with real-world examples, tools, and tricks for your daily business and good old-fashioned motivation to get you to the next level. We're here to see your business grow to fit your lifestyle. So grab a pen and notebook and get ready to grow. It's the Flip King CEO Show. Now here's your host, Joe Evangelisti. What's up, Facebook world? What's up, friends? What's up, followers? What's up, podcast listeners? Welcome to the Flip King CEO. Flip your business, flip your life. The new show up and running. If you're just checking in right now, make sure you invite your friends, invite your followers, invite other people that might have some interest in listening to this show as well. If you're catching the podcast live right now on Instagram, on Facebook. Told you guys we'd be hitting you guys today on Tuesday. And if you want to make sure you stay tuned until the end, I'm giving away $900 to a specific person. I'll let you know how you can win it at the end of this show. Going to be a little bit of action. I'll have to give you a hint. There's going to be some action, some activity that has to happen in order for you to win the cash. But pay attention. Pay close attention. So, guys, why are we back? Why are we calling it the Flip King CEO Show now, not just the Flip King Real Estate Radio so those of you who have been following for a while, those of you that are listening, those of you that are just checking back in with the podcast show, thank you for being loyal friends and listeners. Thank you for paying attention for all these years. Those of you that have been paying attention and listening to the show, you know we went off the air here about 18 months, maybe two years ago. We used to talk nothing but real estate, right? We used to talk real deals, real in the trenches. We used to talk actual transactions as they were going down. All the deals that I used to make, wholesale deals, investment deals, all different types of real estate transactions that I made as they were going down. I gave you real life experiences, right? We're going to switch it up a little bit. We're going to redefine this podcast from this point forward. And we're going to start talking about the actual ability to build business. We're going to start talking about if you are self-employed, taking you and a growth trend from this point forward and actually creating a business, creating business owners out of self-employed, taking those business owners that are already there. Maybe you have a business of three to five employees, maybe you need to get it to that next level, right? That growth piece taking you from self-employed to the next level, right? So this is the new sequence of the show, having that actual CEO mindset, right? Those of you that have been following for a while know we built quite a business over the last couple of years and we don't just do real estate anymore, okay? So we have the business built out and getting from that business owner mentality to the CEO mentality requires a mindset shift, right? So there's some different focuses. There's some different transitions, right? There's some different thought processes that go from the day-to-day operational, right? The overpaid J-O-B to that piece where you become CEO, where you become a visionary, where you become the leader of a team, where you become the leader of a company, right? Where you can eventually, hopefully, the goal, step away, walk away, do some other different things and focus your mental fortitude and so forth onto other things, right? So how do we get from where you might be today or where I was five, six, seven years ago to where I am today, right? So let me give you guys a little bit of background. Let me tell you where I came from, where I've been, and why I started this podcast and why I'm trying to give you this information today. Take you back to the beginning. So my very early stages, I was always in construction, right? So my father had a construction company, owned a general contracting company, Used to do drywall back in the day, almost 50 years ago now. Started a drywall company. And when I was old enough to hold a trowel and uh, to hold a hammer and 
you know, I was hanging drywall. I was trying to finish drywall. So as young as I can remember, you know, I used to walk on job sites and I used to hold on to my dad's knee when it was about, you know, those of you watching live used to be about knee hanging. His knee was about my eyeballs, right? And uh, I used to walk around that project and take it all in, right? Pay attention to the processes, the systems, you know, what order the subcontractors came in, how quickly they overlapped each other and, you know, how well they worked in unison, the team segment, right? And how everything used to work in order to get things done. And, you know, I paid attention at that early age. And I, I always remember I wanted to jump in. I, I just, I wanted to grab tools and start working way before I even knew what the heck I was doing. So I was that young buck that used to walk around and mess up people's work, right? I used to take the trowel and mess up the drywall and then somebody had to come back and sand it and finish it. Or I would take the hammer and try to drive nails and bend them all up, right? Until I figured out how to do it right. But that's where my early age, that's where I started. I've been working since, God, since I can remember working, I've always liked to just be in the trenches, being in grinding, you know, that feeling of accomplishing a day's work, right? And hustling and grinding has always been inbred in me. You know, worked my way through in high school, out of high school, still working for my dad's company. And I met my dad's foreman there. The foreman that used to work for my dad, he was a reservist in the Navy Seabees. The Navy Seabees, those of you who don't know, U.S. Navy has a battalion called, well, multiple battalions called the Navy Seabees. And these are builders in the Navy. So what happens with this group is they basically stay on land for the most part. They fly all over the world and they build stuff. They do a lot of runway repair. They do a lot of building out of all different buildings. They do building and demolition, first of all, building of bases all over the world, security positions all over the world, right? So they do a lot of construction and it's physical, just, just like you would think, building of, of houses, building of structures, building of, you know, security posts, building of all different things. And, you know, I was already in that world. I loved it. I loved construction industry. So he said, basically, like, this is the military of construction. You can go in and you can do construction while being in the military. So I thought, what a better opportunity than to serve my country and do construction. This is a win-win. And I don't have to go on a boat. I don't have to go on a ship. I don't have to go sail anywhere. This is perfect, right? So I fought hard to get into the Seabees and, you know, eventually was able to do six years in the military and had some amazing things happen while I was in the military. And we'll keep that for another podcast. But after that six years, I got out because I had that, still had that drive that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to be a business owner. And at that six year mark, basically the opportunity came up that you know, I could either re-enlist or I had to get out. And, you know, those of you know, you can retire in 20 years in the military. And I had made this decision that, hey, I'm either going to stay in for 20 and retire or I'm getting out now. I'm not going to do 10 or 15 if I'm not going to stay in for 20. You know, so basically said, hey, I'm going to jump ship now, no pun intended. And I'm going to go out and strike it on my own and try to become an entrepreneur, try to make something of myself and try to, you know, become a business owner. So that was about the 04 time I got out. And actually what I did was I came back. And immediately started working for my dad again as a general contractor, just until I started figuring out what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it. So I spent a couple of years doing that until we started flipping our first house. So right around the 07 time frame, me and one of my business partners actually started flipping a house. Man, we did this by hand. We did it nights and weekends. And, you know, we did it with our own money. We did it with our own hands. And, you know, we flipped every piece of this thing, which is why to this day, I try to teach people how to avoid doing this, right? So, you know, it's a lesson learned. It's, we overpaid for the property. We spent way too much time doing it. We spent about 12, 14 weeks flipping the house, but we did it nights and weekends, right? We, we all had full-time jobs. And I even joke about to this day, you know, I got married like at week 10 and, you know, my wife literally went to the hairdresser to get her hair done for the wedding and she had like paint in her hair while she was getting ready for the wedding. And you know, the hairdresser was yelling at her, telling her, you can't paint anymore. 
you know, you got to stop. You got to stop working because uh, we can't have you going to the wedding looking like this. So, you know, we were rehabbing straight through our first rehab by hand, leading right into our wedding and using our own funds. And, you know, we did this for the first one or two deals until we started to realize this is not going to be scalable. This is not going to be something we can continue to do because we keep putting our own cash in, right? And I always tell people that was one of the turning points in my real estate investing career because after doing three of these with our own cash, putting it in, putting it in, we realized this is not something we can continue to do this way, right? So we got to figure out a better system. We got to figure out a better plan. How are we going to get out of this rat race that we created ourselves, right? Now we're we're self-employed entrepreneurs who are out here grinding, but now we still hit a brick wall, right? We still finally found our way into what we thought was the promised land, right? We ran 120 miles right into a wall, right? And I want you to remember that for a second because that's going to be a lead into what I get to next, which is really the whole concept of this podcast. It's the whole reason why I reinvented the podcast the way I did so that we can help with the business owners that are having this exact same challenge, right? Maybe you started your business a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, and you still feel like no matter what you do, you're running full steam and you're hitting a brick wall, right? A lot of business owners that still feel that way to this day, even though they're quasi-successful, they're giving themselves a salary, but the business is still not profitable. The team is still not functional. The concept of them walking away is absolutely impossible for them to fathom, right? And that's why we created the podcast. That's why we recreated the podcast, right? So I want to think about that for a second. So what happened after that flipping thing? You know, we did a couple deals and I realized, you know what? I need a paycheck. I need to start working again. So I decided to get my real estate license because I figured, you know what? That might be more of a paycheck because I can control commission flow. Not very smart, right? Anyone who knows is in a real estate business and that commission business, commission is not a paycheck, right? You're not going to get that on Friday. You're still going to have to hustle and grind. Now, was it a good idea in hindsight? Absolutely. It taught me to be a salesperson, taught me to earn for myself, and it made a good amount of money in the process. So it was a learning phase. But if I go back and look at it, it really diverted me from my true story, from my true vision, from my true want, which was to be a real estate investor. Okay. So there's good and bad in this. It ended up that, you know, it's good into a certain aspect because, you know, it helped me surround myself with good people. But the fact of the matter is it really diverted me from my true passion which is to be a real estate investor full-time, 100%. And I'll tell you and I'll talk you through some of those roadblocks, some of those diversions that were created. And I'm lucky that at the point in time, about four years ago, my mentor stepped in, maybe five years ago now, my friend and really good friend and mentor, Mark Evans, stepped in and basically took me off of those rails and said, look, this isn't working. You're not working in your unique ability. You're not happy. You're not focused. You're not doing what you want to do. And here's why. Let's make this correction, right? And it was a major life change correction for me, which again, I'm going to get a lot deeper in on another episode. In fact, we might have a whole entire episode just about that because I think it's so powerful. I find a lot of people not working where they're happy, not doing what they want to do, not being focused could be a heck of a lot happier, a heck of a lot more profitable, and a heck of a lot more focused in the correct direction that's going to help them build a legacy and do what they want to do with their life. They're not doing it, right? Why aren't they doing it? Because they keep beating this wall, right? But they don't see what's behind it, right? So we keep running into this wall. We don't see what's behind it, but truthfully, all we have to do is walk around. So we're going to get into that too as well, into the podcast and figure it out. So I was in that piece. I was in that place and I was a licensed realtor. Uh, I was doing some flips. 
I had put some key pieces together on the real estate investment piece that helped me understand better how to leverage. I had raised some private money. I had leveraged some some contractors so I didn't have to do it myself. So I'm fast forwarding a little bit to about five years ago, right? And what was the big shift for me about five years ago? So I'll tell you the most massive shift that's happened in my business and really the key piece to this whole thing was people, okay? The people shift was the largest shift, the largest transition that's happened to me. Up until the time where I started hiring people, first of all, I was that guy who said, there's no chance I'm ever going to have employees. I'm an island. I like it by myself. I don't want the pressure. I don't want the stress. I don't want to pay payroll. I don't want the responsibility of taking care of people. I don't want to worry about how their kids eat. I don't want to pay attention to them. I'm making good money on my own. I can do it by myself, right? All these crazy things that we tell ourselves to keep ourselves from taking responsibility, right? I was that person who said I can do it on my own. And the fact of the matter is, until I was enlightened into the people leverage of hiring, getting good people on the bus, taking them with you and building a great team, the leverage of having people add value to a team, the leverage of having them come on board, and then the flip side of the fact that we as employers really add value to their life. And that was the, really the light bulb that went off. We always think that we're actually taking advantage of people or actually we psych ourselves out by thinking that we're taking advantage of people by hiring them because we're leveraging them. And the truth is it's actually the opposite. We're helping them. We're giving them the opportunity to be part of a team. We're giving them the opportunity to earn a paycheck. We're giving them the opportunity, hopefully, if you're situating your contracts correctly, you're giving them the opportunity to scale somehow. You know, the better they do, they have the opportunity to grow. So in our business, we're always telling people that you're in the position to help fire yourself, meaning we want you to fire yourself, help the people below you grow up so you can push the guy above you out of the way, right? I want people to push me out of the way now as CEO. I want the next person in my company to fire me as CEO so I can disappear, right? That's the culture that we've built. That's the team that we've built. And those are the leaders that are behind me that are pushing me up, right? That's what we want to grow within a team structure. And that's part of, again, why we're doing what we're doing on this podcast and why I'm so passionate about helping you do the same thing if you haven't done it already or if you're not on that track, if you're hitting that brick wall. That's exactly why we're on the podcast right now talking about it. So that shift, right? The fact is we don't leverage people enough, right? And a lot of us are guilty, right, of leveraging other things and not paying attention to leveraging people. And what do I mean by that, right? We leverage marketing. We spend money on marketing. We spend money on websites. We spend money on tchotchkes. We spend money on putting our logos on crap. We spend money on hats and business cards. And we spend money on building out beautiful websites. And we spend money on buying leads. And we spend money on everything except for people. And we make excuses as to why it's important that we have all that shit, but then we don't pay attention to the most important thing, which is leveraging the people that are going to create higher and better and higher and better for us as the CEO and as the business owner, right? That's one of the biggest pieces that's going to help us project. Now, in this podcast, over the course of the next couple of weeks and months, what I hope to accomplish is helping you guys understand how do we get the best people? How do we put them in the right seat? How do we hire them? How do we leverage them? And what I mean by leverage is not in our direction. How do we leverage both ways? We talk a lot about what's called value equals opportunity, right? 
How do we create value for them so they create opportunity for us? How do they create value for us so we create opportunity for them? It's a two-way street, folks. So how do we do both, both ways, so that our employees come to our team wanting to be part of it, wanting to invest in the culture, wanting to add to the culture, wanting to grow the team, wanting to level up, jumping out of bed every day, excited to be part of the team and the structure and the culture and everyone around them, right? How do we get them to want to be part of it, right? The hint right away has everything to do with your vision. It has everything to do with you, A, number one, at the top of the heap. You're driving that. You're driving the energy. You're driving the focus. You're driving the vision. So how do we get that energy, focus, and vision out to the pack? How do we get it out to the team, right? Super important. We're going to touch on that future episodes, right? We've grown, my team, in the last five years, one employee to over 25 in the last four and a half years. So we've grown that piece immensely, and we're continuing to grow. We're always hiring. Actually, our doors are open right now, and we're always looking for new people to add to the team so we can continue to create great value for people around us, right? We want awesome people sitting next to us building awesome structure so we can continue to leverage our industry, right? And what industry am I in now? So right now, we're still in real estate. We have a real estate brokerage business. We have a real estate development business. We wholesale real estate. We lend in real estate, right? So we're very real estate focused. But ultimately, it's a business. It's a business building experience. And in this podcast, again, it's about the CEO. For me, it's about getting that business owner, whether you have two, three, four, five employees, 20 employees, where do you get it and how do you grow it so that you can start to maintain that CEO mindset? So you can start to find yourself stepping away from the company, letting the company work for you. You shouldn't be in a high paid job. You shouldn't be working day to day within the company. You should be working on the company. You should be thinking of ways to help your team grow. You should be thinking of ways to help invest in them. You should be thinking of ways to help invest in their mindset and actual events that they can go on. It's not all about you. It's all about them at a certain level. And that's where the shift happens. So how do we get to that point? How do we grow to that point? So that's where we're at now. That's the piece we're at now. And we're all under one roof. And that's the big challenge for us, right? For years, we were detached. For years, we were in, you know, Remax in one area, general contracting in another area, wholesale kind of blended between the two, right? Finding contracts, moving contracts, systematic haphazardness because the communication wasn't there. So pulling it under one roof and getting it together so the team can be in cohesion. So how do we meet? How do we communicate? How do we run our business on a day-to-day? That's the beauty of being under one roof and that's the beauty of being able to draw a team together. So here's today's giveaway. Appreciate you listening and here's what we're going to do. I am so passionate about people going out and starting their own business, taking action, making growth happen, stepping up, leveling up, actually getting out of their comfort zone and doing something that they haven't done before. Here's what I'm going to do for you today for listening to the first podcast. Those of you that are on iTunes, I apologize. You missed out. This is a Facebook live thing. And by the time you hear this, you may not be able to participate, but I will do something like this for iTunes listeners in the future. If you're on iTunes, I appreciate any feedback. I appreciate you registering. If you're on Facebook, you got to do me a favor. You got to find this on iTunes. Go to theflipking.com and register for our podcast. Make sure you sign up and subscribe so you can hear future episodes. Okay. So if you're listening right now or share this with anybody else that you might know that's interested in doing this, If you're not already a business owner, if you haven't already started your LLC and you're on the fence about getting out there and starting an LLC, I want to get you off the fence today. So here's what's going to happen. My friend Dave Heil inspired me 
Facebook friend. I don't know him personally. I haven't met him personally. But a couple weeks ago, Dave got a check, one of his royalty checks from one of his old jobs, and he did a giveaway. Inspired me. I messaged him. I said, Dave, you know what? I want to start doing this. In fact, I want to encourage some other entrepreneurs, some successful entrepreneurs that have the ability to do so. I want to jump on. I want to start a trend, and I want to get some other people in the game, in the business. So here's what's going to happen. The winner of this contest, after you do what I say you're going to do, or ask you to do rather, if you win this contest, I will also do two half an hour coaching calls with you. So if you win this, you win the money, and what happens, the money gets wired to your account, and we're going to set up two coaching calls after the fact to see where you're heading with your business and what I can do to help you grow your business. Here's the deal. You're on the fence and you haven't done it yet. Today's the day to do it. I'm going to ask you to go out and start your LLC today. Starting an LLC is super easy. If you haven't figured it out yet, it's super easy. It's very cheap. It's very reasonable. You can register with the state and you can get it done. Here's what's going to happen. We have $900. Now, this is cash, right? This just happens to be cash, but I'm going to wire you $900 for the first person that does the following. And I'm going to actually put this in the comments of the video after the fact as well. Guys, hit the like button if you think this is awesome because I think it's pretty cool. First person today, brand new, has to be a brand new LLC, goes out and registers an LLC. You're going to email me the Secretary of State document that proves that you registered it today, the federal FEIN number document that proves you registered it today, the Wells Fargo or TD Bank wiring instructions. It has to be a major bank. I can't mess around with you going out and trying to, you know, fluff together a document on a local bank. You need a real bank, a Wells Fargo or TD Bank. You can run in, start a business checking account with five bucks, right? Start a business checking account and it's got to have your business name on it. So those three documents need to all coincide with the same LLC name, Secretary of State doc, FEIN doc, and your bank account with the new LLC name on it. All registered today with brand new information on it. Email it to joe at theflipking.com. Also need you subscribe to the iTunes. We can see the subscribers. So if you're not subscribed already, Go on iTunes and subscribe to our podcast, theflipking.com. You can look up Flip King Real Estate Radio. Pretty soon it's going to be called the Flip King CEO. So one or the other, if you search Flip King, it'll pop up. Register for the podcast. Send me those three documents in an email. The first person that sends me those three documents, our bookkeeper will wire $900 to start up your business, to get your business off the ground and running, to get your business started. I am very serious about seeing young entrepreneurs get their business going get their business started, get their business running. You do that, I'll also follow up with two half-an-hour conference calls with you to see about where you're at, to try to get you on track, to got, try to get you guided and started in your business. If you think this is cool, make sure you share it with your friends and your followers. Anybody who's out there on the fence, anybody who wanted young person, old, I don't care who, I don't care how old they are, somebody who wants to get a business started, somebody who's been on the fence, somebody maybe you talked to last weekend over Thanksgiving about getting their business started, this is one opportunity for them to get some cash in their business account, to get things started, to get their website designed, to get their business cards printed, whatever, right? Some money to get them off the ground. $900, I'll wire it into their account. Has to happen today. Has to happen after this Facebook Live video. So let's get it done, guys. Let's get out there. Make sure you share it. Make sure you keep the hearts coming. Make sure you send it to anybody you think might be interested in this. I appreciate you guys listening. This is the first podcast back for a while, so we're shaking off the cobwebs, but I'll make sure I keep bringing good content to you guys, keep adding value. I appreciate you paying attention. I appreciate you listening. Have an amazing day. Hey, by the way, guys, tomorrow I'm going to be in Cleveland with my buddy Tim Bratz. Tim's a high-level apartment investor. 
We'll have some great content for you guys. We might do podcast number two right off the rip. So if you're listening to this, pay attention for that interview. It should be a good one. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace.